0: Coming to you from St. George, Utah, this is 70 is the New 50, a fun look at the joyous side of aging. And now your host for 70 is the New 50, Jan Graham Hunt.
1: Hello and welcome to 70 is the New 50. I'm your host, Jan Graham Hunt. Hey, this is the last episode of our podcast for a little while as the university semester is ending for the summer break. We'll pick it up in the fall. By now, I'm guessing many of you are tired of my standard introduction, so I'm going to bag that today, except for a couple of important notes. We are recording, as always, in A Podcast Room, created and run by Sean Denovan on the university campus. I've been saying The Podcast Room, and it is actually a trademark name, A Podcast Room.
2: No, no, A Podcast Studio.
1: Oh, come on. Sean, that is not fair. A podcast studio. A podcast studio. A
2: podcast studio.
1: So I've been getting it wrong completely.
0: I just wanted you to live in your own truth.
1: Oh my gosh, you've been so patient with me. And it is a podcast studio. Well, as you can tell, Sean is an amazing professional. So all of you out there who want to do a podcast, even if you're not affiliated with the university, he and his amazing studio are available For a very reasonable fee. When a second point is when we come back in the fall, it will be Utah Tech University, and goodbye to Dixie—a new and exciting chapter for the school and the community. Now, let's get on with the show because we're going to have fun today. My guests are two amazing book lovers who, happily for us, teach a wonderful class at ICL called Favorite Books. So, welcome Nancy Kramer and Kathy McNeil. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like you to each take a moment and tell us about yourself, your your personal history, your family, your background, your education.
2: This is the time when we get to know you a little bit. Nancy, let's start with you. Well, I was born in Fillmore, Utah, and because of Brigham Young, you know, he sent all of his Danes down there to settle. <laughs> Fillmore, Utah. And so I was surrounded by great aunts and uncles and cousins and all kinds of family everywhere I looked. Um, I had a really good friend who was raised by her paternal grandmother, and her grandmother was the city librarian. So Dorothy and I spent a lot of our time at the library. We read every book on horses available and we green broke horses so we could have a horse in the summer to ride. We just did all of these things, mostly about horses, but we became avid readers because of this. So I graduated from high school and then went to Cedar City where it was College of Southern Utah, CSU back then. Right. And there was a youngish Fred Adams who had just started uh, Shakespearean festival. And on a whim, I tried out for Anne of the Thousand Days and ended up playing Anne Boleyn. So then- Oh, my goodness. So I was involved in theater. And um, I actually was a dancer in the Green Show and in some of the plays there. Then when I graduated, I got a stipend to act in the Greek festival in Ogden. And they were going to try to do something like the Shakespeare Festival, but a Greek festival. So I played Electra in mm-hmm. Sophocles' Electra. And Wonderful. Some other things, and I've done a lot of acting. And right now, we're doing a melodrama for ICL. Um, it's directed by Russ Stevenson, who's the president. And I play Clementine, so this, <laughs> so this, is exciting. Will, be, this will be fun, <laughs> yeah.
1: And tell me about your, your uh, formal education and, and, and career, quickly.
2: Okay, uh, so like I say, I had a stipend in Ogden, so I got hired as a, an English teacher and a drama teacher. I see. And I spent five years in the Ogden City School di- District doing that. And then I helped to build my own preschool. And so while my kids were young, I uh, ran a preschool and I just believe very much in education. And all of my kids went to college and all of their spouses went to college. So I'm feeling pretty successful about that. Uh, Um, As
1: you should. Well, it's wonderful, wonderful history. (laughs) Kathy, how about you?
0: I was born in Southern California, but I've been in Utah more than I was in California. Um, I've married, I have two grown sons um, and two grandchildren, and they are ages 14 and 10. And both of them love to read. And I... I attribute that to their parents that love to read. And obviously we did that as, as a family too. I remember wonderful. Um, times, my husband reading out loud to the boys when they were in elementary school, um, Huckleberry Finn. And it was just amazing how he was able to pronounce half the words in that because of the oh, language. A, how, yeah.
1: how wonderful. Yeah. To have so your... it was
0: a great, it was a great experience. I worked um, for a international company. It's an explosives company for 30 years and I worked in their logistics department. So I got to travel internationally. So was I've, I've been able to go places that I probably would have never ever gone. We moved to St. George about full time five years ago, and I've been involved with ICL ever since.
1: Well, that brings me to this question. How did you two collaborate to decide to teach a class called Favorite Books? tell us how that happened
2: we're neighbors <laughs> i see we, we are neighbors and uh, stanjoy um i can't say his last name but he, he called me and said um Ann broadbent and janet kramer are not going to be teaching favorite books anymore would you like to do it and, and when I, was this this was just this last year, and so I, I called Kathy, and I said, Kathy, help me with this, because she is such an avid reader and has a great insight into books and what the author is talking about. So I thought, who better than Kathy?
1: So this is the first, this, this is a class that just barely finished for this semester, right? You've had your last class session, and this was your first class that you taught together.
2: Yes. We, we've taught it for this last year, so two semesters. Oh,
1: two, fo- two fo- semesters for the <laughs> whole year. <laughs> wonderful. And can we count on it happening again in the future?
2: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's
1: wonderful. That's the best part right there. Um, I want to mention quickly to Nancy that you also teach a class on Macbeth this, this past semester, right? Yes. And is that something, um, remind me the name because it was catchy, <laughs> the name of
2: the class. It was Macbeth Macbeth. Um, The first Breaking Bad, yes. Oh,
1: excellent. So there's a parallel between the two stories. Right, right. Well, that's (laughs) wonderful. Well, uh, let's jump into books. Um, This feels like a book club, kind of fun for me, too. So um, tell us about the books to start with that you have featured in your class this past semester.
2: Well, the the summer read last year was the Radium Girls. Um, We were going to discuss it the year before, but then the pandemic happened and it didn't happen. So the Radium Girls is a story about these young women who worked um, in the early 1900s for a radium company. And they would paint the little numbers on the watches. And the radium was poison. And they would dip their paintbrush in their mouth, get it wet, and then
0: dump it, or then hit it into the, um, the radium to paint the dials on the faces. So they were po- getting poisoned the whole time. It's a really great story about, about um, companies that didn't want to take responsibility for um, their employees, because these women died horrific deaths.
2: When, when, what's the time period? 19 oh about 1914 19 through the early 1920s but they were painting a lot of these watches for the young men who were in world war I. one i see and and it, so this is nonfiction, or is it fiction based no, on a true story it's nonfiction. it's
1: nonfiction, oh. and the author um, oh, let me see oh i have it's that's always a tough song. one oh, I know, but yeah. we, we want our that's listeners good. to know
0: it's a great story
2: remember um, hmm.
1: Well people can Google that. The radium
0: Kate Moore? That Kate right. Moore, Kate yes Moore. it is. That's Thank it. you. Thank you.
1: That was Sean from A podcast studio. <laughs> All right. Um let's hear about the next book. And how many are there, by the way?
0: There are one, two, three, four, five, six, five, seven, seven. And then a summer read.
1: Okay. So we need to move quickly. We've okay. got about five more minutes on this topic.
0: Okay. So the we can just go through. Um, Nancy, I'll just do the first four and then you can do the others. I'll okay. do. How we pick. The, first, I'll tell you how we picked the books. Um, everybody was came to our very first class, and they came with a couple ideas of books that they wanted to read.
1: I see, that's fun, so the class got to
0: choose. Exactly, so we all chose the books that we would, and we voted, everybody voted on them, so that way we had the highest numbers, and the one that we read in October was called The Children's Act by uh, um, Ian Evan, and it's a fiction story. And then in
2: November, we read one- Ian,
1: um, is that The Children's Act, is that Ian McEwan?
2: Um yes. E W A N is the w- last name. Yeah, E W A
0: okay. N is okay. the last one. Okay. And it's based it's it's a fiction story. Um then in November we we read This Tinder Land by William Kent Krueger and it's a historical fiction. And then in December we read Clara and the Sun and I cannot pronounce the author's name cuz I think she's um or he's Japanese. He is. He is. Yes.
1: Let's take a stab. Okay, on here. Mm -hmm. Um, Kazuo Isiguru. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm impressed. Well, let's (laughs) hope that's even close. (laughs) But it's well. How? And I'll ask you about these books. What you thought of them after you've
0: okay. And then in January we did Homecoming by Yah Gazi. Homegoing.
2: Homegoing. Excuse me. (laughs) Yeah. Homegoing. Homegoing. Okay, and. That was by Wa Kayasi, I believe, and that's an African name, so um, it's historical fiction. And then we did um, Four Winds, and that's by Kristen Hanna, and that is historical fiction. So that one, uh, let's see.
1: That's about the German occupation of France, right? No,
0: it's yeah. about the Oklahoma Dust Bowl. Yes.
1: Oh, that's right. It's she wrote that, a book yes. about the
2: German occupation. Was that the Nightingale? Or the- yeah, the Nightingale. Yes, okay, that's yeah. right.
0: Yeah, she's written a lot. Wonderful. Great books. Wonderful so. author.
2: Yeah. And then we read uh, The Book Woman of Troublesome Creek, and this was by Kim Michelle Richardson. And... It's fascinating because it's about the blue people of Kentucky, which I didn't even know existed until having read this book.
1: Right. I, I read that book. It's, it's astonishing. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't know about them either. They mm-hmm. originally came from France, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Yes. Highly recommend that as well. Yeah. And then uh, Peace Like a River by Leif Enger. And um, then the last, let's see, The Warmth of Other Suns. By Isabel Wilkerson, which was a, a biography, um, and this one is what we're reading right now. For the summer. For the summer. That's and, our summer. And
1: say the name of that again. The Warmth of Other Sons. The Warmth of Other Sons. When you um, have a class, you, I assume that you, you spend the entire class on one book.
0: Yes. yes.
1: And do you two lead a discussion, and it's, it's more just an open, like a book club,
0: it's like a book club. Usually, what we do is Nancy and I obviously have taken our turn, and we we are the uh, facilitator. I see. And then we ask, go, but ask other members of the of the gr- class if they would like to be the facilitator. And so usually, most books that are read, you're, there's questions that are specific to a book club pertaining that book, and then those are discussed. And we have we have some of the best discussions, um, a, a wide variety of topics come out of them. I
1: can imagine. So even maybe personal things get discussed Mm -hmm. because that's what reading does. It Mm -hmm. makes you relate to it personally. So... Uh, how many students are in the class, would you say, on average? And I know it fluctuates.
2: It does fluctuate um, and, and it dwindles <laughs> as we get into spring. But there are a lot of people who sign up. There are about 50 or 60 oh, who sign my. up. Oh, that's But
1: amazing.
2: we end up getting maybe 20 there.
1: And it's, it's so similar to all book clubs, too. People are very enthusiastic in the beginning and then they find that they don't have time to read the book and maybe feel like they shouldn't come to the class. And so, but even having 20 active participants is a, is a fairly huge quote
0: book club. It is. Yes. And what's the other thing that's nice is we have several male participants. That is important. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's 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 really um it's been interesting cuz they're very um vocal about their opinions of the books and um and to get a male perspective sometimes is really good.
1: Yes. Um I know that most book clubs are mostly women participants that tends to be true and uh I want to mention that my my brother is um uh, my older brother who lives in Salt Lake is very active in a men's book club, and I'm so oh, proud of him because they're awesome. all, uh, you know, in their 70s and they're avid readers, and they take turns picking the book, and he loves it and's got gotten so much out of it. So, all you guys out there, <laughs> let's, let's join up. All right, listen, I um I would love to talk to you more about the books in your class, but I thought we'd take just a few minutes, and um well, let's start with this. What were your favorite books of the list you just read what, what were the books that really had an impact on you you've you've both seemed to like uh the book woman of troublesome creek mm-hmm. um tell me some others that and and why they were impactful for you
0: um the other one that i probably would say was my favorite is this Tenderland, and um because I, I think everybody knew about the the um, oklahoma Death bowl but how the, effect, how, how the effects of that lingered on in people's lives and this particular woman and what she had to go through with raising her kids. It was a f- phenomenal
2: book. Wonderful. So, Nancy? Uh, um, I, I also love this Tenderland, land and um, this is about the Indian um, training school oh, right. and uh, during the Depression, 1932. So, um, there are these two boys, Odie and Albert, and their best friend, Moe's, who is a mute young man who mm. was a Sioux, and um, they they had to flee for their lives. And, and again, is this fiction or is this nonfiction? This is non-f... I mean, this is fiction. This is okay, fiction, so but based, based on, on things that were happening at the yes, time. Yes, absolutely. Sure. So it's just. Um, a wonderful enthralling story kind of reminds you of like huckleberry finn and the adventures that these kids have and uh, going down the i believe the mississippi river who was it i think so i think so, so. any
1: others you want to mention from your list that you could recommend and
0: well, on, I, I was I had I was mistaken I always said this tender Land, but it was The Four Winds by Kristen Hannah. Oh right. Which is about the Oklahoma Yes. Yes. And that was um very
2: touching book for me. Yes. The Great Depression, I mean, I think that it impacted it still impacts us because we had parents that grew up during the Great Depression. Yes. And mm-hmm. World War II and all And they of never
1: them. really got over that experience mm-hmm. even yeah. though they lived great lives i know my parents certainly are a testament to that as well
2: yeah. any others well the book woman of troublesome creek i just found that was just really inspiring um
1: and this is a woman who goes on horseback or she has a mule that she, she rides has a mule. and yeah uh takes place in is it kentucky Apples- Okay, and in the the Appalachian area, and she's she's delivering books from a library to people who can't get there. Is that that's the idea, right? Yes. Yes.
2: And the prejudice is just unbelievable. I mean, we understand prejudice, and everybody is prejudiced against the blue people. So it makes life very difficult for her.
1: And and what was it that their their skin was blue? Do you recall it? Something about a pigmentation. It really a
0: Usually, the the the, um, I think the easiest um description is that they have less oxygen in their blood, and so it actually makes the blood makes her skin blue because of the oxygen, right? And it's and it's something that can be treated, which is in the in the book, she was treated for a while, but it has really it had side effects, right? She chose not to, exactly,
1: mm -hmm. right. Well, listen, we've got just a a few minutes left, and I thought it would be fun to just ask you, getting away from your class for a moment, maybe just to talk about you've been avid readers your whole lives, and uh, you've imported that wonderful value into your families with your children and so forth. Um, Let's talk about some of your favorite books that have... Have have been personal favorites for you, and I'm going to ask you to take turns. Okay. And Nancy, you start. You've got your hand up. Okay. You're selected.
2: <laughs> all right. My favorite book of all time is To Kill a Mockingbird, and this last year I had um, all of my children on FaceTime, and I mean all of my grandchildren, I should say. And um, all 13 (laughs) of my grandchildren, and I read to them To Kill a Mockingbird, and we talked about it. But, you know, it took weeks and weeks and weeks to get through that. But I just felt like it has so many messages, and it's just such a jewel of a book. And I love it. Like, I cannot even describe how much I love it. And, of course, I love anything Shakespeare. Right. Absolutely anything Shakespeare. Wonderful. And Edgar Allan Poe. I taught Edgar Allan Poe, too. Yes.
1: Oh, right. Well, the, the, um, <clears throat> To Kill a Mockingbird is, is such a great American novel, and it's one of the few truly fantastic novels where the movie might be almost as good. Yes. If a movie can be as good as a book, that one, that one's in the running, right? Mm -hmm. All right, Kathy.
0: Well, it's really hard for me to pick, um, a specific book, but I have to tell you, I've always, always read historical novels. Mm -hmm. I love history. i just love any type of history and it doesn't matter if it's in the United States or in the world or wherever. And, um, so I've read a lot of historical novels about the Civil War and about World War One, and World War II and about the Holocaust. And um, and one reason why I love this this class so much is because it makes me um, read something beyond my comfort zone. Yes. It makes me, it forces me to say, oh, I'm going to have to, I have to read this book. I may, I may not have ever picked this up ever. And I may still go, oh, it really wasn't that great, but I read it. So it makes And force me yourself to mm-hmm. read something outside of your own experience. And because of that, I've learned so much. In fact, something that Nancy and I talked about at, the, at our last discussion is, is we learn more about the book after the discussion than you did probably reading the book. Because of all the input from everybody that's talking about their experiences or how they interpreted something. Yeah, that's so great true. experience. All right, we probably have time for you to each
1: mention one more book. Or or you can mention an author that you like.
2: Well, um, I would say Edgar Allan Poe. um, So Doug Bowen, when he did Mark Twain.
1: Yes, and he was my guest last
2: episode. The. The prior episode, he really? was listened, a lot of fun. I listened to the podcast, and okay. it was great. But he inspired me, and I thought, okay, who is fascinating? And I thought Edgar Allan Poe is very fascinating. And so um, I did this class on Edgar Allan Poe and found out so much about him. And then, of course, Shakespeare. I've read every every play. And, and acted
1: in many of them. Yes, yes, wonderful.
2: I have. All right.
1: <laughs>
0: Oh, I, again, I'm 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 coming blank. because you've asked me on the spot. Of course, you know, <laughs> what kind of books? Um, I I again I I leer towards um, historical, and I'm I'm related to Ulysses S. Grant. Oh. so it's been like this great thing to learn about him. He was a fabulous man, um, and obviously did a lot for Civil War. Um, and the Civil War is such a time. So.
1: So brutal and so painful and such lasting impact on our people mm-hmm. and the families involved.
0: Absolutely. Right.
1: Well, I wish we had another hour to continue this <laughs> book club discussion. Uh, it's been wonderful hearing from both of you. Thank you so much for teaching the class and for what you, what you do for the community. Um, I want to... Um, Thank Nancy Kramer and Kathy McNeil for being with me today, but for all of my guests on the podcast so far. uh, This podcast was an experiment for me, motivated by my son Will, and I've truly been inspired by each of my incredible guests, and I hope you have too. Uh, Soon my family will be off on a three-month adventure to France, and I'm so excited. I love the language, the history, and the culture of France, and uh, hey, who gets to spend three months pursuing a lifelong dream? old people, retired people. That's who. (laughs) One of of the many gifts of aging is the freedom to focus on your passion. So I wish all of you a summer fulfilling your dreams. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you for joining me. As the French say, a la prochaine. See you next time. Thanks, Jen.
0: Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us for 70 is the New 50. In coming episodes, you will meet the rock stars in our community who are sharing their expertise to empower us to stay young, healthy, and happy as we age. We'll see you on the next episode of 70 is the New 50. In the meantime, live long, live well, and live with joy. This has been a production from a podcast studio.